0: Oh my goodness that really bring out it's like Richie. I <laughs> used, used to get punched at parties or Everyone tells Richie looks good. I got punched <laughs> for that. Do you know shit. What it's like like Jesus and the like the dark. Oh, side. oh, oh, oh shit. Why am I the dark <laughs> side? <hell>, <laughs> wow! <was awesome. laughs> <Well. laughs>
1: you designed a can, Mitch. The coffee's great. <laughs>
0: great. It,
1: it <laughs> seriously, whacks you so hard. Oh my god! Are you serious. I've got a whole. Brain. <laughs> Yeah, don't drink them all at once. <laughs> you can be a little bit like rough with that black sand. Doesn't matter. Just yeah. So good. Get it in
0: the position you want
1: it. How many of these have you had? <laughs>
0: None. I've <laughs> never had one.
2: Oh, don't Actually do it. I it. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't recommend it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh well, you never know what you're going to get when you come into this booth, and I guess that's the best bit about it. <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> Fueled by Lord's Collective <laughs> Coffee. You need to get like a little bar fridge in the corner where people come in. I need a bar. I've got the bar at the back, so I just need a little fridge. Just,
0: like oh, the just bring it in. Yeah, true. Is it scabby to get a fridge off Marketplace? Do you guys like No, Marketplace is where it's at. That's yeah. All right, let's roll. Let's, let's do it. this. Art Talk, a place where
1: artists talk about art things and stuff about creativity to help you do art stuff too. This is our second guest, which is really exciting because I feel like... I feel, The title of this is Art Talk, right? And I feel like we've just talked the whole time about my sobriety journey, which is so far from where we're at. But look, no, I think the, the, the most exciting part about this podcast for me is... Introducing other creatives because it's not a podcast about you or I, Sean. It's no. about you know getting other creatives in and talking about their journeys, and that's a big part of my passion. I love seeing people in their own creative space. I love flicking through Instagram feeds and trying to get a feel for someone else's environment yeah. that isn't mine. And I guess that's why, drum roll, we're introducing today, Mister. Jordan Lucky. Welcome, mate. Yeah. This Welcome. Thanks for having me. So exciting. So
0: yeah. Exciting. I mean, you just took the words. I literally, I was about to say what you just said. When we talked about this originally, it was about guests and... Newcastle has so many awesome creatives. So, yeah. thank you. And with an you.
2: introduction like that, like, what are you rates for doing my intros all? <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's also so true what you say about looking at a feed, you know, like, often I'm trying to express myself by showing a photo, like, oh, you know, that's kind of my vibe, but to spit in front of a speaker, it's kind of a very different flex, like... Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah,
1: yeah, fully. No, well, because that's kind of what it's like, right? If you flick through Instagram mm. and you look at say jordan's page for instance my page your page all these different creatives two or three flicks up you can get a feel of who they are yeah their color palette whether it's that you know their personality it really comes through the imagery yeah so you know and then to tap into a podcast you can kind of break that down and say for instance i'm sure jordan your followers for instance they've never seen this side of you and that's why i thought why not i'm Goosebumping myself. I'm now thinking about that. Like, look at that shit. No, because it's like it is. It's a really cool way to get, you know, people who love what you do as an artist, give them an insight into your background, into the things that you love that aren't what they see. And I think that's the beautiful thing about podcasts and art in general. So I'm really keen to uncover a lot of that today.
2: <laughs> yeah. Like it's super interesting to, you know, someone might be hearing my voice for the first time that has... A photo of one of my murals as their backdrop on their phone or some shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that probably have seen an artwork and probably might not have even found the socials yet.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think a cool direction we can go with this because... You know, we met for the first time like two days ago. You guys were doing a collaboration, which was an amazing piece. You can check that out on either of your Instagram page, Mitch Revs or Jordan Lucky Artist, is it? Yep. yep. But I really don't know anything about your journey, and Mitch maybe is a bit more familiar. I'm the same. No, I'm exactly the same. I
1: reckon we get right back. Like, I'm talking before the art. I know you've kind of expressed, sorry to cut you off, Sean. That's okay. That you were like in the hospo background. So, if you don't mind, like, let's just real loose chat. Like, where did it all start for you? Like, where did your career start? prior to being an artist?
2: Well, yeah, it's funny that you mentioned HOSPO because pretty much it, it led itself into murals, you know, like on my first mural gigs outside of being like a home artist and like I've always practiced myself, but... Sitting in a restaurant in a the kitchen, and they're like, Oh, you know, like maybe we should get something painted. And I sort of just put my hand up and was like, Maybe I could do it.
0: Yeah, sick.
2: You know, they had me on the buddy apprentice wage, painting a mural. <laughs> so good. <laughs> I was like, I'm in the air con, I'm not on the hot <laughs> tools. Like, this is a great way, like, I'll pay for your paint, <laughs> yeah. I'll pay for your paint. Yeah, I oh, actually I think I did one that was like, you know, like a, a bistro voucher or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> so good. They were like, yeah, and I was just like, I've made it. <laughs> Like, all those years of arts materials and practice, I'm getting a feed on the house. Yeah. Seriously,
1: lunch is on (laughs) us. Sick. So, obviously, you were dabbling in art from an earlier age, though. So, that was always in the back of your mind. Did you ever kind of feel like you were going to pursue the artist thing, take it seriously?
2: Yeah. Well, like, it's really strange. Like, you sort of look back and you're like, there was the markers all along. Like, Mm. I've got old school books from when I was like a little Nelson Bay skate rat where I was like (laughs) literally writing at the top of the page like brand identity yeah oh wow me like trying to replicate like element logos and SMP. yeah yeah and in my head I was like yeah I'm gonna become pro skater I'm gonna bring out my own range of decks and stuff dream big baby Yeah. yeah and then you're like you know fast forward 15 years and it's like all those things that I was joking about at nine or ten i'm like now like actioning and it's it's really weird to see it come a bit full circle like that like i have a brand or a brand identity something you said there
0: and i've been really interested in lately is there's a few things in my life lately that i've realized like the the words that come out of our mouth like really sometimes we we can be intentional with and there's some things i've said lately something's happened and i remember writing it down somewhere like two years before and it must be like we implement that into
1: manifesting
0: yeah it it is It is unintentionally manifesting I know but the word manifesting can be so like esoteric and it's real popular at the moment but like it gets stuck in the woo woo sometimes Mm. and I don't know it's like intention I like the word intention about it like you set this intention and sometimes you you look back two years and you like two years later and you're like oh I actually that's exactly what I wanted yeah have you
2: yeah I think about like a kind of weird metaphor would be like a little wind-up car that you like wind up, but then like put a rubber band around, don't let its wheels go. You kind of just like ah, that's there a little bit for later. Maybe it's like in your subconscious, and then you sit down, you're having a chat, and someone like says a spark word, and you are just like let. let, let it go. Go.
0: Oh, I, go. I love oh. that. Goosebumps, <laughs> 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 son- yeah, doggy. Wow. Yeah. Like, gonna be a like, lot. like
2: I think there's a lot of difference between like manifesting intentions and actualizing. Yeah. And I think like sometimes the actualizing is the only thing stopping everyone from achieving what they want to achieve.
0: That's the part that people leave out is actualization. And that's the implementation of the visualization or whatever you want to call it. And yeah that's awesome
2: yeah and it's like a real speed bump for a lot of people because you know like we've all got it in our heads we're all manifesting thoughts all the time about mm. oh it'd be lovely to do this but then it's like back to the grind back to whatever's in your road you know? well it's the practical
0: part of the process as well so it seems like you've thought about this a little bit you know that's where there's a lot of tension tension and and resistance creative resistance and you know in this podcast we talked a little bit about our creative journeys and things like resistance so what got you from your notebook to actually actualizing some of this stuff
2: yeah that's kind of hard but like i think when mitch says like let's go all the way back to hospital days i think it's more a bit before that like i was pretty driven skateboarder yeah cool that 7 a.m before school skate after school skate till the sun goes down but then that sort of trickled into sporting yeah and i think i wasn't a great sports person but i was a very dedicated sports person yeah there we go and i think the thing that I really learnt to love was the training side of it and the constant showing up. Mm. Yeah. Commitment. Yeah. And I think when you start to be like, oh, well, if we just keep showing up to training, we'll probably get that grand final. Yeah. Rather than Uh. being like, oh, you know, I'll skip training every week until six weeks before the finals, you Mm. know, like enjoying those stages in between was the thing that really changed in my head with football. and. When I started working in hospo, it didn't, it clashed with sports. So, mm. stopped sports, but kept training, I guess, kept that drive alive a bit. So,
0: mm.
1: I think that's definitely something that separates a professional from someone that's just a hobbyist. Yeah. Like, that is definitely like self-discipline and commitment to, to a craft. Yeah. So, yeah, good on you. for
2: Yeah. But for- like even like talking back to yourselves, like, you know, I'm sure you can both outline like different aspects of your life outside of creativity or you know, your profession where you, like, find a bit of enjoyment in the Mm.
1: struggle. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, wouldn't be
0: doing what I'm doing now if I didn't enjoy it. Yeah, for sure. sure. I mean, for me, I've always had this, like, relentless pursuit of things where it was almost a bit unreasonable. Love the word, relentless.
2: Unreasonable, yeah, Yeah. unruly. (laughs) Yeah, and I've
0: always kind of, I'm a bit of a contrarian or, or... a bit of a rebel. I fit into the category of rebel from a personality trait and it's always been my unrelentless pursuit of things that people think are weird. So yeah. <laughs> that's why I have a professional parkour athlete, yeah. but yeah, but that showing up, you know, you got to show up basically.
2: Yeah. And I love that you say it's like almost unreasonable because <laughs> it's like, you know, should be sleeping. Like, yeah. any sane human would be like, don't get out of bed to <laughs> put that concept on paper. Yeah. But it's those midnight concepts where you're like, nah, I'm not going to be able to sleep until it's out on paper and then I'll get a good night's sleep. They're the ones. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It's where the magic happens for the sure. Magic,
1: yeah. Art Talk. We talk art here and we create it at mitrevscom Let's hop to the next step. You're, you're working in hospo. You start to tinker with the idea of, you know, taking it to the next step creatively like take us down that path
2: yeah well I, I guess it was really organic for me because I actually had literally no intentions of it being profession I was painting 100 walls a year as a 17 18 year old saving every dollar I could to go over to Europe to see these art cities that I'd always dreamed of seen mm-hmm. scenes magazines like growing up with graffiti magazines from Hamburg in 1998 and you're like wow what is that world over there and What's fueling it? Like, why is it so robust of a graffiti scene and a street art scene? And you spent some time over there? Yeah. So, as soon as I I had the cash and worked my little ass off to get that cash and flew over and just lived as cheap as we could and we painted and just connected with any artist and really, like, changed my life because you realize, like, you literally say to another street artist, like, I'm a street artist. And all of a sudden, you've got a bed, a house, a shower. Yeah, so good. Yeah. Like, you're not even talking good in English. You're just like, we get paint. Now, and go paint. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sense of community within the art world where it's like, yeah, anything goes, right? Yeah. So, then I got really lucky, like, just staying at hostels and stuff and saying to different places, like, oh, maybe I could paint a wall and stay for a month for free or something like that. And that took me to Asia where they're very lax. Mm. Or like you know, uh, uh,
0: no yeah. i just the parallels here are ridiculous yeah. <laughs> this they, is, you're they, just explaining my journey
2: yeah <laughs> it, it's a very like unconventional conventional it's like for a creative to be at full power you gotta like really break down all the structure and just go really like flow with it yeah so, but yeah i got really lucky a couple of hostels that were just like yep yeah, paint the whole place stay here till you want to leave i'm like well my visa runs out in six months <laughs> yeah, so. wow. and so how many murals were you painting over there uh, my goal was always trying to get the 100 a year, so You're I right. could sort of count till I was So, you I, keep a tally? You've got a
1: black book with like, yeah, that one in Hamburg and...
2: Yeah, or <laughs> a little bit. For a while, it was a bit different before I really signed up for digital. Like, I was always a bit anti-internet, a bit anti-sharing, so I kind of had my methods then of keeping them and... And, you know, like a couple stacks in roofs and stuff like that that I lost before I started signing up to be like, all right, hard drive, maybe. Yeah. Put on some. And then you're like, well, they're in the, the cloud anyways. What's the difference if the public season? You start sharing and start, I don't know, accepting that they're out in the world. So,
0: yeah, wow so cool. I love this shit.
1: Man. Yeah. I just feed off this. Yeah. Like, this is what fuels me. I was having a shit day before I came here and now I'm fucking loving it. Yeah.
2: How you mean having a shit day in this weather, dude? Yeah,
1: yeah, I know. Oh, look, it's just life, isn't it? We all have days where we're up and down. and Yeah. You
0: know? But we're good now. I'm yeah. loving this. Let's yeah. keep going. Let's yeah. keep going. I'm really curious. As I said, your, our parallels, same thing, me. I worked my ass off, 18 construction sites, went to Europe. <laughs> ended up in asia like what <laughs> I, I i spent six years there that's so what put tai tai in my cup i was asking if you speak thai before but maybe not but Nung yai leo
2: one large beer please yeah. <laughs>
0: but what i'm really curious about exploring because it's something like street another parallel like parkour is a street art as well you know i i've, I've dabbled around different graph artists before and, uh, like, I would like to ask, like, do you see yourself as a graph artist? Is that what it, it is first? Or, or like, I want to understand a bit about graffiti and graffiti art and a little bit of the culture there.
2: Yeah, well, look, that's a very complex thing because I'd almost say that, like, yes, I definitely identify as graffiti but also I think the public perception of what that means is completely incorrect. Mm. You know, like, I think that as a subculture, it's its, its, own, its own jungle. You know, like, even when I talk about street art people are like oh do you coat it with something to protect it forever and i'm like no it's like a forest you know like the piece slowly deteriorates and then it dies and something else can grow there you know like you don't want that permanence and mm. i think people have a, a big step between you know the negative connotations of graffiti and actual what it means to be in a, a graffiti community and like a street artist more as yeah. an identity is so yeah it's really hard to say yes i identify in the graffiti community, but uh, I think the public have a long way to, to step before they understand what that means. Mm. I like that analogy, and I get that a lot as well as an artist, like
1: the client saying, look, what can we put over the top of this to ensure that it's going to last 100 years? And I never give them back that answer. That's freaking awesome. I absolutely <laughs> love it. Yeah. But it's so true. Like, like street art is a place where there's evolution you know and that's what allows others to create like for me i know once i've signed off on the bottom corner whatever happens to it i'm completely detached like you know i've got my photo in front of it everyone's happy you know fist bump let's go and then it's 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 out there you've let it go into the universe for it to do its thing yeah And
2: and like quick shout out to like people like scott marsh in the game who's literally begging for a reaction yeah half of his murals go very fast 48 hours and but he's he's causing conversation he's absolutely he's getting people and he's shaking the tree yeah. for sure yeah I hats off to him absolutely yeah. um but it's funny that you say about like sliding from europe across to asia mm. and it, how it links with creativity i think is really interesting like leaving australia i was a, a bit frustrated like trying to be a street artist here paint big walls and Very bureaucratic and Mm. and very structured. And then you go to Europe and it's a little bit looser. There's a lot more walls where it's just like you literally Google legal wall near me and you can just rock up, paint any time, day or night. There's other people there to connect with. And then you go from there to Asia and there's even less rules and less, I guess, configuration. Like in some spots, I was like, oh, I've got the only mural in this town. Yeah, wow. In
1: this small city. And- does that affect paid jobs over there? Like, because there's so many legal walls, does that reduce the amount of, you know, work, Europe I guess? In or yeah. in Asia? Yeah.
2: Uh, no, because there's always going to be people that, you know, like, you might be in South Spain painting something and I adore your work and I've got a lure you to the Netherlands. And so, there, are, there's a, a bigger community of people that will actually specifically source an artist rather than just like oh any muralist. i need a mural done by anyone Mm -hmm. they're like particular and they start researching their artists and they're like that's the kind of artwork i would love in my community and in my neighborhood so wow i think if anything they probably have a healthier healthier mural industry over there so
1: yeah right we've got a lot of growing to do Mm.
2: (laughs) yeah i think a lot of people will probably catch on eventually that it is a living breathing art not a Permanence? Yeah, for yeah. sure. I think Newcastle's... It's it's going in the right direction
1: with street art. No, in the past, we've spent a lot of our art budget on removing graffiti and doing mm. stupid things like that. So, it's nice to see public grants, art grants, and these walls, like, you know, hit the bricks and... Big Picture Fest and things like that coming to town. It's really exciting and, and it does create that sense of community. I mean,
0: driving even just down King Street to get to the Newcastle yeah. podcast Station. There's colour everywhere. Well, that's one of my favourite parts about that drive down King Street is how many murals there are. And amazing. Like, I would love to see a, a city, you know, a city pioneer that in Australia or maybe there is where it's just every building possible right like it's that
2: i love that expression yeah and i think like uh, as you say it is a, a very positive outlook in newcastle like i've lived in a lot of cities i spent a bit of time in melbourne and moving back to newcastle wasn't an accident like i i knew how good newcastle is of a city it's my home city i felt like the connection was there and you start seeing the little things and there's there's a million creatives right now working on something Mm-hmm. you know and Ooh. that that compounding effect like if you get six muralists paint a mural in a month you know six new walls around a city over 10 months 60 murals it adds amazing. up doesn't it? Yeah. Mm. and that's the sort of growth i think newcastle could be ready for mm-hmm. like there's the interest there's you know the respect within the art community like everyone's super you know supportive of each other and really positive in that aspect and i think councilor starting to come to the party. And I think the public perception is art's good. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think you've got a lot to do with that yourself, so... Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. I'd like to think, you know, there's definitely
1: a little bit of support there from us. We try and do what we, what we can to give our makers, creators a bit of an upper hand and make it easier for those guys. But I'm sure I could say the same thing about you. And last week when I come to collect you to paint the mural, what I actually... Um, uh, actually, I don't know. Don't know how to announce this. Um, how do we introduce this little space of yours? Oh in right, yeah, in the right, in the right way. Yeah. like yeah. Sean to remember that I'm this, not just painting This, this needs a drum roll too.
2: Yeah. I was trying to think of the right way to
1: say it, and then and then the cold brew took over my brain and just fucking swallowed it whole, and I forgot everything that I was saying. Um,
2: <laughs> now let's let's talk Playstate? Yeah, Playstate. So So uh, yeah, like yourself, I think. Uh, I've seen uh, enough success in my own avenues to realize that there's also a lot of success in helping others and, I guess, Mm. providing environments or, you know, even just helping shape, like, the concept of street art. So, PlayState is a a brainchild of mine, my business partner Isaac, and our good friend Gethin Rollins. So. Yeah, we're going to have multiple spaces. The one that's opening on November 6th, which was announced on on socials by yourself. Yeah,
0: <laughs> We're
2: now our unofficial manager somehow. <laughs> that's what I was trying.
1: I was like, "How do
2: I see this <laughs> make it you sound t- cool?" Mitch jump, jumped the gun and, and posted it on his story. <laughs> so pretty much, we picked the worst year to open a business since nineteen thirties, and we've decided to open multiple. <laughs> yeah, okay, so good. Um, so just November 6th, we we're opening our our own street art supply store. So we're hoping to be i guess in a, in a very convenient spot for the city and providing not just the the tools to create street art pieces but a bit of know-how a bit of knowledge a bit of direction attached to that shop is also our, our own gallery space so amazing we've been in there slaving there's been a lot of work going into it uh i guess a lot of lockdown night times so where you're just like well i'm just going to work all through the night <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know, wow you know so we've got this beautiful little space it's uh on on the corner of king and union street you might know where the big mural is there so yeah Yeah, and we're going to open that with a bang in December and we've got the the email on the front windows and we're ready for people's creative ideas and we've we've got a few artists we've outlined that we're going to I guess, curate in a way, but also just push. I think there's a lot of people ready to show the world how hard they've been working. So so excited for you, man. Congratulations. <laughs> That's huge.
0: How do people find that
2: on the internet? So we start our socials because Mitch obviously started. <laughs> <before us>. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so PlayState Supply, you can uh, see what products we're going to be stocking. Uh, we're going to be mostly MTN focused to begin with and, and keep extending our ranges. Yeah, we're just, uh, I guess, building a space from that, so reaching out to other artists that might be bringing out uh, a graffiti book, a magazine, they want to do a show, maybe they're visiting Newcastle and they they've never connected with anyone here and we want to be that point, so... Uh, They can find that at Playstate Supply, just on the gram at the moment. But a few other things, websites under development. We we obviously jumped the gun when you announced (laughs) it. Things take time. (laughs) Things (laughs) take (laughs) time, I get it. How
0: does your art talk? Email Sean at MitchRevs.com. So I want to swing it way back because something that I saw the other day when you guys were in Mitch's new space painting your sort of collaborative mural was just like, I don't know how to put this in an elegant way, but just the mastery that you had around a can, I hadn't seen that before, Crazy. you know, just watching you from what I, my interpretation of what you guys are doing, it was almost a, what I call the freestyle, like you guys were just yeah. like jamming out, which was fucking cool to watch. If you can check this out on Instagram, check it out. It's a beautiful piece that mix, mixes multiple styles, mixes styles, your style what's your process there like where do you draw inspiration from like I just want to understand that a bit better because one like I haven't asked like how long have you been doing this for and two like yeah just what's your process because there's definitely mastery there
2: (laughs) nah no one's a master of anything in (laughs) this lifetime (laughs) (laughs) no I guess uh for that piece like it was it was pretty um as you said freestyle so it was at a lot of points picking up a color because I thought you know that section was maybe getting a bit blue heavy let's Throw in a green and you literally, as you're about to touch the wall, you're like, where am I driving? And I always think (laughs) about a spray can like you're driving it because it's kind of shooting a bit forward. So, you're like, whoa, where's it? Where's it headed? Wow. So, uh, I think for that wall, it it was kind of pick colors and balance and whatever that was made up of was, I guess, made up on the spot. (laughs) Yeah, wow. So, uh, But I guess my process, it's always been about balance and, I guess, composition uh, and that comes back from structuring good graffiti pieces with le- letter balance. And, you know, there's a lot of very architectural design elements on a graffiti piece.
0: Mm. And that
2: transferred lovely when I started going over to murals. And I just had this, I guess, understanding of what makes a, a more balanced artwork. Mm. Mm. And a lot of artists paint great unbalanced artworks. Yeah. And, but that's just not quite me. So, I just really zone in on that complex composition with a lot of balance and a lot of like i guess symbolism as well yeah sick that's that's a great answer
0: (laughs) i don't have anything to say (laughs) do you take anything from thai culture inspiration i see the back of your shirt that you've given us today has like a buddha on it has that influenced
2: you as well uh yeah i think i've always looked at eastern symbolism and also just eastern culture as uh almost being a, a bit more idyllic to my own values yeah wow so i actually spent a bit of time in a monastery was trying to get a Thai visa through becoming a monk at one stage. Oh, wow. Cool. Um, Yeah, like full in the woods, like did the shave the head and the 10 days silent and stuff. The connection you feel in a culture like that is really interesting, really interesting. At the end of the day, I was like, I guess learning about myself at these stages and I guess to learn about yourself, you jump into a lot of different shoes and I think it's sort of come full circle and yeah, it definitely gave me a lot of inspiration on a lot of my pieces. You'll see quite often hands in different like gestures and stuff like that that's definitely drawn from some eastern I- experiences so. sick
1: <clears throat> really cool to, to know that yeah for sure they're all the little hidden details yeah. that like you know people like myself that love your work want to know about any more little hidden things work? <laughs> <in your
0: voice? laughs>
2: Uh, probably not on air. Love it. No, I think it's, yeah, just as I was saying before about the sports, I think there's always just been that weird bit of drive towards a bit of like perfecting it, but enjoying the perfection. I think my ultimate goal in life is to paint like this massive, like I'll probably paint the same mural for a year straight every day, 10 hour days. And it'll just, I don't know, it'll like click that that was actually perfect and i'll just like i don't know atomize and blow away (laughs) but there's that moment i know and i get glimpses of it i'll paint a mural, and i'll be like there's a lot of tight aspects but i think i'm just always refining and you're chasing your enlightenment through art yeah i think there's a lot of enlightenment through art yeah cool angsty teen finds spray can becomes a not angsty adult perfect
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) so good you you, you said you're pretty interested in skateboarding as well the culture i guess probably does it translate over into what you do as well and then the question i want to ask is like how do you feel about skateboarding in the olympics like the sports like Mm. blowing up and someone like yourself's probably been skating for a few years that's changed big time right
2: Yeah. yeah well like as you'd probably know through parkour uh and mitch you'd probably know it through surfing like man it's a great place to find a connection early on it's it's not regulated like school. everyone's doing their own thing, but there's a lot of acceptance and doing it together, which is really interesting. Like you're like, oh uh, you know, like graffiti culture, hip-hop culture as a whole. yeah, you know, BMX, surfing. There's a reason millions and millions of people are drawn to them. And it's, yeah It's that unregulated community feel. Hmm. Yeah, but like to see a sport like skateboarding, you know I, I all the time I do this thing where I'm like, I'm real old. I'll see skateboarding On national television At the Olympics Giving out a gold medal And I'll be like I thought we used to say, like, no skateboarding on the footpath.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I saw a great art yeah, piece. It was, was like, s- skateboarding's not a crime. And it yeah. was like, they had the Olympic. Yeah, yeah perfect. Although yeah. Exactly. skateboarding is a crime or whatever that was. Yeah. And it had the Olympic rings there. It was like, what? Yeah, <laughs>
2: like all the adversity you have, like getting chased off spots and stuff. Like There's a lot of crossover between, I'm sure, parkour and skateboarding. Yeah, well, where, where we
0: were meant to be the next Olympics parkour was going to be in it and there was a huge backlash in the community and we a lot of people fought the the fig federation of international gymnastics and there was a huge pushback but we're like 15 years behind or 20 years behind skateboarding on a timeline so it's like it's going to happen eventually and Mm -hmm. surfing is it is it in the olympics now it is yeah yeah like that's so funny we're all from like these grassroots cultures that have influenced our journey and they are all like on the precipice of being main, like super mainstream. Yeah, yeah. Do you reckon they just felt
1: like the Olympics was like becoming boring or something?
0: Oh like, no, that's exactly. Were and they're like, we need to tap
1: into this younger generation. Let's bring the- their shit. It's, it's like- a
0: crossover. The Olympics. Yeah. It's a crossover of the X Games and the Olympics. They've tapped it like. Um, they had to do that, right? Well, yeah. And if you watch this last Olympics, it was the most broadcasters on- online as ever, and it's part of that push bringing in these new cultures. They had to modernize, like you know. Know who wants really wants to watch like shooting and, and arrow you know like these Discus. days
2: yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, don't get me wrong. I think some of those sports are dope. But, not, you know I probably wouldn't have tuned into the Olympics if it didn't have this you know new draw card. Well, that's yeah.
0: it, and it's not a it's not a judgment on those sports. They're all incredible but it's like what's going to pull the numbers for live stream because it's all about online live stream and it was like skateboarding you know and 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 surfing and and these modern sports that people want to tune in to watch so yeah that's exactly what it was
2: yeah and i think it also at the end of the day like it comes back to our uh, like digital identities as well yeah like I don't exactly follow anyone online that's a discus thrower. Like, yeah. I'd probably find their gram pretty interesting. Yeah, like, for like, sure. I just don't. But 100%, percent i got surfers, skaters, you know. Well, they're people that have that public identity now in the Olympics. Well, the really interesting cool. thing is, though,
0: because of the new, um, so many new eyes on the Olympics, I, I actually do, not discus, but there's like someone I followed the other day that was some pretty out there sport, and they're now intera- yeah, integrating modern styles of, you know, this really cool style of Instagram editing for video right now that's kind of got trap music to it and it's like real slow-mo and fast and there was like yeah I think it was a javelin thrower that I followed the other day who was like taking inspiration from some of these like street cultures and stuff and creating content that was super engaging for me yeah. you know so it's it's all this is you know this yeah. is creativity yeah, it's I, all
2: I think like a lot of sports now are heading in that direction like I seen one the other day and I'm super annoyed that I can't remember his name I feel like his name was Josh but Mm. Um, I might have had that wrong Yeah I first openly gay man In the A-League Yeah I saw and that it's amazing like People want personality Like I don't want robots I don't want a, a team of people That are just blank faces And yeah. interchangeable Yeah Like I want Unique people doing Yeah unique things And you want to be engaged In that story Yeah So good Yeah yeah. Oh, yeah, and I think like yourself, Mitch, uh, in terms of talking and having your face involved alongside your art, has mm-hmm. been pretty like groundbreak breaking, especially for Newcastle, like showing what you know an artist could look like and what they could do. And it's not that you're a stereotype; you're just being you. You're like, this is how I flow around the world doing my stuff. Here's me doing some, not always perfect. Yeah, you know, like sometimes just being human. For sure, yeah, It's just people all, want that. Yeah, well, it's
1: personal growth for me. Like that's why, like, I'm still uncomfortable in front of a, a microphone. You yeah. know, like I can feel different energies, and I'm an anxious person too. Like, but I, I enjoy putting myself in a position where I do feel uncomfortable because that's where we grow most. One hundred percent. You know what I mean? So, and and at the same time, it's like it's a form of creativity. Yeah, and that's why we're here today. You yeah, know? it's all about everything's creativity. Like skateboarding, surfing, the Olympics. It's all. They're the roots of us being kids introduced to watch the Olympics on the TV. It's so cool. And that's where we remember sitting there in the lounge just going, fuck, what is that? Yeah, You know, that feeling of being a kid and so innocent, just being like, I can do any of this. Any of this that's on the screen, I now have a decision where if I want to throw a javelin, that's me. Yeah. You know, and they're those early stages where we can tap into whatever we want. And maybe that something from that is what- gave us the hands to make art like you don't know where that originally started like for me my grandma was a primary school teacher so we always had line drawings on the on the dinner table after dinner sheets came out yeah grandkids would just do it was a distraction for her so she could wash up and yeah just shut our mouths but she probably I don't think she would have been like I'll do this because one day I want him to be an artist but one of those things just stuck for me and I never let it go I'd go home and I'd be like dad where are the colouring issues
0: you know for me like I did the home and away stuff when I was real young and my mum tells me a story all the time I would after the shots I'd be behind I'd be next to the cameraman wanting to know what the what the camera was doing and then my auntie had a camera when i was like 10 and i remember like she used to get angry at me because i wouldn't give it back you know and it's like these early seedlings that were planted real early and it's Mm -hmm. like later on and then i just remember always like when i saw a camera i was just what is
2: this you know yeah Yeah. like i love the joke we made before like it's like such a a hobby thing you know like ah, professional artist let's stack more hobbies on top of that. Yeah. You know? And I think at some stage that like when Mitch says, you know, watching the TV and thinking, oh, "I could I could throw that javelin." I think you're breaking down little things in your mind that might have hindered you, and that's mm-hmm. where that actualization comes through. Mm-hmm. A lot of people would see that javelin being thrown and be like, "I'll never do that." Mm-hmm. For sure. And they say that in their their head too often. And yeah. I even find myself falling into that sometimes, and then I'll be like, "Well, I got to I got to do something to break out of that. I got to but he go on a podcast or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. If, you, if you try and get, you know, out of that shell, it's very easy to slip back in and be like, oh, you know, like, success in the art world's not for me, you know? Totally. So, if you just wake up and you're like, I'm feeling like for the last week, I haven't wanted to send big emails that are risky. I haven't mm-hmm. I haven't walked around the city with wide eyes, you know? Like yeah. I'll often r- realize it and catch myself and be like, nah, got to get back to learning and, and trying to push myself positively, Yeah, I think it also crosses over to fitness. It crosses over to every hobby you can have, so.
1: I think it's really interesting you say that. And that's what I was mentioning before. I had one of those mornings. There was a lot of self-doubt for me. Mm. And I don't know what, maybe it was just that that week in the month where I was feeling a bit flat. Mm. And I caught myself today, like, doing that exact thing. Like, just... You know, lack of confidence and everything stacking up and it's coming into the tail end of the year. And I guess like the lesson from that is it doesn't matter what level you were at in your career, whether you're just starting out, whether you've been doing it for 10 years, we all still have those feelings of self-doubt. It's so common in the art world. And that's the thing that's going to separate you from being successful or just being that kid or person that sits in their room and just makes art. And there's nothing wrong with that either. But if you're trying to break out and do something different and be seen and, you know, make a change, you're only going to get there from putting yourself in that position where, you know, you're
0: open to open to all of that. So on the other side of discomfort is everything you've ever wanted.
1: Art Talk. We talk art here and we create it at MitchRevs.com. We've been chatting for a while. There's one more thing I want to ask you. Where do you see, and there's no answer to this, feel free. Free to throw it straight back in my face. <laughs> Let's talk long term and like your vision here. Is there anywhere you like? Do you where do you see yourself in five
2: years, or are you happy just seeing where it goes? Uh, I think that the best plans I've ever had have fell through, and when I didn't make plans of, it's been really positive and really beneficial. <laughs> so, you know, like I never write something too solid in stone and be held to it. Uh, I think that that doesn't suit my style. Like. You know, I'm the kind of person that ventures like, oh, I'm going to do realism. Oh, I'm getting real good at that. But now let's go abstract. You know, like I like jumping across, but I guess I've really found my home in Newcastle. And I really like think that this will be where I'll be based for a long time. Like, don't get me wrong, in a post-COVID world, I'd love to do super large scale murals around the world. I think I could physically and ability wise, I could paint some of the biggest and most high quality murals in the world in five years like I think every day I'm just like I'm gonna get better I'm gonna get better you can
1: see that in your work man Mm. like I I don't know whether you realize but I definitely pay attention to your work and I can see you as someone that is definitely paving the way for the next generation of of artists to come you know you're willing to put in the hours and put in the sleepless nights to prove not to anyone else but to yourself that you are growing as an artist Mm. yeah and like I think you've Definitely like set yourself here in Newcastle as one of the top street artists and people are looking up to you man I think feels weird to (laughs) hear dude it's true it's true and like there's a. we wanted to get you in today to make that known that like you're you're shaking
2: the tree here in Yui dude (laughs) yeah but even like when you say like top street artists I think every street artist sort of on the same level and it comes down to production
1: they are for sure but what I mean is like you've got yourself in front of everyone's face do you know what I mean I'm not saying your work is better than the person next door yeah we're all we've all got our own style you know I'm not we don't compare ourselves to the mm. artist next to us but what I'm saying is people are talking about you man and it's really <laughs> it's really cool you know and I'm so proud of you for opening up a space more creatives need to put himself out there and, and take risks and be willing to lose 10 or 20 grand for you know the chance of an opportunity that might change their life so Good yeah. on you, man. This no, has been I appreciate it, man.
2: It's very, very uh overwhelming to hear you say that. So mm. I've given my goose myself <laughs> too many times. Dude, that's <laughs> a caffeine. It's, it's on top of oh, yeah. I'm a real goosebump. Yeah, uh, that was
0: going to be our other name for this uh in the podcast. <laughs>
2: yeah, <I'm laughs> yeah, nice. No, well, yeah, as we said, like opening the space. So December 3rd, I'm going to be having my first, uh, I guess, opening and solo show. So I've done a few little bits before, but this one's like come see what we do, see how we utilize the space. Like we really want to step away from being conforming with what we do in the space and what we allow. So we're going to, yeah, hopefully have a really nice time like setting creatives free in there. So awesome and can anyone come along or yeah so obviously we're going to be selling some tickets do some some sort of limitation to it because we can't pack in like sardines although we did have a crack hot idea for a show just call it sardine <laughs> 3,300 tickets to a, a 40 meter room and pack everyone in there and that's the show it's <laughs> uh, So, and, and will it be ticketed do people go to
1: playstate.com what's the website where, do that, where are they going to find it yeah well again you're our social media. media. <laughs>
2: so yeah, we haven't announced this Mitch <laughs> no, so yeah watch MySpace, uh, watch PlayState supply and uh, we've got a couple of other pages coming soon that we're we're going to be handling that all through so yeah I guess probably the best landing spot right now is the Jordan lucky artist Instagram and we'll go from there so this has been an absolute pleasure man yeah. thank you so much for coming on thank you for your time man thank you nah, more than welcome man all
0: smiles sick <laughs> we did it
1: if you've made it this far what are you you're doing with your life go and give us a five-star review on iTunes